Hello and welcome to 5 Minutes to Midnight. Our guest in this episode is award-winning Israeli author and Haaretz newspaper journalist Gideon Levy, who will be talking about the implications of the latest Israeli election. Levy writes opinion pieces and the weekly column for the newspaper Haaretz that often focus on the Israeli occupation of the Palestinian territories. Benjamin Netanyahu is set to become Israel's Prime Minister after his Likud party won a clear parliamentary majority in the country's latest elections, aided by far-right extremist parties. According to the Middle East-focused news website Mondowise, Netanyahu is about to lead, quote, the most extreme and fundamentalist government in Israel's history, unquote. This, it said, quote, is due in large part to the religious Zionism list which is led by the Jewish Power Party under Itamar ben Gvir, the disciple of the fascistic late Rabbi Meir Kahani, an admirer of the Jewish terrorist Baruch Goldstein, who, ma- who massacred worshippers at Al-Ibrahimi Mosque in Al-Khalil or Hebron in 1994, murdering 29 people." Unquote. In the joint list with Bin Gvir's party is Bez Alel Smotrich's religious Zionist party. And together with Likud, they took 64 of the parliament's 120 seats. Writing in the website Informed Comment, American professor Juan Cole says, quote, Bin Gvir once pulled a gun on Palestinian residents of Sheikh Jarrah. He was once convicted in Israel of incitement to racism for his anti-Palestinian threats. He advocates stripping Israeli citizenship from any of the 1.5 million Israelis of Palestinian heritage whom he perceives to be in any way disloyal to Israel and expelling them. This is a form of ethnic cleansing. He considers Israeli-Palestinian members of the parliament to be a fifth column He even wants to set up a ministry charged with encouraging Palestinian Israelis to emigrate. Hello and welcome to 5 Minutes to Midnight, uh, Gideon Levy. Hello and good evening. Nice to have you on this podcast. Nice to be accepted by you. Thank you. Uh, A few questions about the, the outcome of the latest Israeli election which has seen Netanyahu re-elected for the umpteenth time. Uh, my first question is, how will the outcome of this latest election affect Israeli Arabs and the Palestinians of the occupied territories? You see, it cannot get much worse for them, even though it can still go worse, and I'm always hoping that that's the worst, and then comes something which makes the situation even worse. Uh, We have to separate between the Israeli citizens, the Palestinian Israeli citizens, what we call the Israeli Arabs, and the Palestinians living under the occupation. Both uh, are having huge, 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 um, really huge, terrible experiences, each of them in a separate way, you wouldn't like to be an Israeli Arab in Israel, and for sure you wouldn't like to be a Palestinian living under the occupation. 
Now, the new government, uh, the rhetoric is very, very frightening, very threatening on them. It is uh, promising all kinds of measures which will portray Israel as a real fascist country. But experience taught me that many times people speak one way before the elections and act in a different way after they get uh, the responsibility as ministers, as decision makers. So I wouldn't get into panic. Don't forget also that there is a big advantage of exposing the truth. And in many ways, the so-called Israeli Zionist liberals are in many ways much closer and much more similar to the right-wingers and the extreme right-wingers than it seems. Only their the rhetorics is different. Their actions are always the same. The settlements, the brutality, the occupation were not born under the right in Israel. They were born under the Zionist left. So time will show if we are going really to a horrific period or we are going to more of the same. Both are not very optimistic. Yeah, so basically with the Israeli right, you, you get what you see. With the Israeli left, they speak one language and they act in a way that is not that different from the right. Uh, exactly. But let's hope that the realities of government will at least temper down some of the really nasty rhetoric that we've been hearing during the campaign. Right. Uh, my second question, is there any sense at all in talking about the Israeli left and right? It, it seems more accurate to me to describe Israeli politics as simply far right. Do you agree? Look, uh, there is not much left from the Israeli left, uh, but we can't uh, totally cancel it. Uh, there is still a small, tiny minority of Palestinians, Israeli Palestinians, and, and even some Jews who are still sticking to, to real what left stands for equality, democracy, and uh, so forth. But uh, obviously the, the real face of Israel political map is a struggle between center-right and radical-right. That's the map of Israel. Uh, the, the, the le what's left of the left? Uh, I mean, uh, how small are they? Are they too small really to make any difference to the political discourse in Israel, or do they have a voice that's perhaps stronger than their size would, would, uh, would, uh, would tell us? No, no, unfortunately what you and me will define as left is a tiny, marginal, courageous, devoted, devoted, but very, very small and marginal and delegitimized minority and it has, right now, it has a voice, but without any influence. Right. Uh, according to France 24 News website, the soaring cost of living has been a hot topic in this election. The occupation and finding a just solution to the Palestinian issue appears conspicuous by their absence. Why is that? Why do you think uh, Israelis 
so indifferent to the plight of the Palestinian people and the injustice they have and are inflicting on them. It's almost impossible to live with the truth because the truth of Israel, the truth of the occupation is a very, very disturbing truth. And Israelis found themselves with the, with the assistance of the media and the government and other agencies found themselves a way to live in denial and by this live their happy, comfortable lives and not to speak about the Palestinians, not to look at the Palestinian problem, believing that if you don't look at the elephant, the elephant will disappear. And it's not about uh, only the elections. The Palestinian issue is not on the Israeli discourse anymore at all. Nobody deals with it. Nobody suggests any kind of solutions. It's everything under the carpet. And only when there is some kind of explosion of violence, people tend to remember that there is a problem of five million people at least. Yet they are so close together. I mean, geographically, proximity, they are so close. I mean, what you're saying sort of echoes what was happening in, in Britain with Northern Ireland. Uh, they, are too, uh, they too are close, not as close as the Israelis and the Palestinians, but for the British people in mainland UK, it was uh, basically like it was on a different planet. Until, unfortunately, the violence came to the, to the mainland. Same here. Very same here. Uh, with, uh, with some differences, but by the end of the day, the denial here is total, but really total, demonization and dehumanization of the Palestinians help a lot to believe that everything is fine. Israelis are very self-contented. They are very happy about their lives and they don't see any moral or other problem. Namely, the occupation doesn't even exist in their uh, consciousness. Uh, even though that is not in, uh, in their enlightened self-interest. In the long term, Absolutely. we know realities can change quite dramatically and quite quickly as we've seen with the Soviet Union and Russia, for example. Yes, but unfortunately right now, after 55 years of occupation, it's very hard to believe that uh, this might happen, but maybe it will happen, hopefully it will. Right now it's not very promising. The future is by far not promising because also the world is losing interest. The world has new issues now to deal with. And the Palestinians, as usual, are left to their own destiny. Yeah, that's very sad. We'll move now on to, you mentioned the Israeli media, and we'll move now on to the Israeli media coverage of the occupation and the Palestinian issue. Uh, various Western media guides portray the Israeli media as uh, free and fair, uh, and that the censorship only takes place when it touches on so-called security issue. Is the Israeli media coverage of the occupation in the Palestinian conflict really fair and impartial? How would you assess the role of the Israeli media in shaping the attitudes of the Israeli Jews that you've just mentioned towards the Palestinian people? 
The Israeli media as a whole is the biggest collaborator with the occupation and maybe the strongest uh, influential power on shaping the Israeli denial and the Israeli living in lies. They don't, don't, don't do it because of censorship, by all means not. The Israeli media is free and is in many other fields also very courageous. But when it comes to covering the occupation, there is something which is much worse than censorship, namely it is self-censorship. And it's not because of ideology, it's not because of politics, it's only because of economical interest. By the end of the day, our viewers and readers don't want to hear, don't want to know, don't want to read. And the media is uh, trying to please them as much as they can in order to exist, to survive. And this vicious circle is very hard to break when nobody wants you to know and you don't want to know. That's a very, very dangerous uh, vicious circle. Apart from Haaretz uh, here and there, are there any Israeli media that are actually breaking this mold that you've just mentioned? Yes, there are some websites, uh, but no other uh, well-established uh, media, by all means not. It's only Haaretz, uh, who does it for so many years and is more and more alone yeah. in fulfilling this professional mission. But there are some websites who, 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 who are doing a very good job. Thank you. We're moving now on to uh, Israel's foreign backers. The United States and its European satellite countries, they are full of vacuous words and in reality they seem uninterested in helping to find a just peace between Israel and the Palestinians. In view of this, how do you see matters developing? What awaits? Ethnic cleansing? More on-off violence? Or something much worse? Is there any hope in your view at all? Right now my only hope is from uh, international intervention and namely to see civil societies who are waking up in some countries, especially in the United States, especially among the young generation, you see some kind of shift toward uh, justice and against occupation against Israel. But it's a very slow process, it's a very long way to go, and I'm not sure we will go all the way. Because by the end of the day, uh, foreign policy is uh, based on interests. And right now, uh, justice for the Palestinians doesn't serve any interest, neither of the West, nor of the East, neither of the EU nor of the United States, except of some kind of uh, hollow lip service, I don't see them doing much and they have no incentive to do something. Israel for sure will not do anything by its own initiative because Israel doesn't have any incentive, incentive to do anything as Israel is not paying almost any price for the occupation. Absolutely. So and now, right now... Sorry, carry on. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, and that's not helped. This matter is not helped by the fact that some Arab countries, namely 
the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, and uh, Morocco, Sudan, and, and others sort of uh, in a less explicit way are rushing to normalize their relations with Israel after Trump took the initiative to uh, make them do that. I don't think if it's very crucial for the Palestinians to understand the anger of the Palestinians, but the Arab world never really helped Israel, helped the Palestinians. And even when the Arab world took measures, like the Arab boycott, if you remember, in the 70s, yeah. there was a meaningful Arab boycott on any company who, who major companies who dealt with Israel. This didn't change Israel's uh, uh, attitude and policy. I'm not sure that the Arab world could make a change. The only one who can really make a change is mainly the United States and a little less the EU, but it's mainly in the hands of the Americans, and the, the Americans don't seem to bother. Yeah, that is also my impression. My final question, uh, do you think that the makeup of, Net of the Netanyahu coalition, namely the racists that have given him a parliamentary majority, is likely to dent Western support for Israel, assuming that once Netanyahu and his uh, fellow travelers, once they get into government and form a government, assuming that they don't change what the, the, the way they've been behaving during the, the election campaign. Unfortunately, I cannot be very hopeful about this. I think there will be some lip service, some condemnations, some micro steps toward maybe specific ministers that the EU and maybe the United States will boycott. But as a whole, the attitude toward Israel, at least in the, in the short future, is not going to change. Israel will continue to be the darling of the West, and the West will continue to let Israel do whatever it wants. Same old story. Uh, do you have any final comments that uh, you want to make, or any area that we haven't touched on that you think our listeners would benefit from? No, I think uh, it was quite comprehensive. Your okay. listeners should remember that while we speak, there are so many crimes committed and there are so many victims in the West Bank, in Gaza, in the refugee camps, in the Palestinian diaspora, and they all deserve some, some relative justice. They will never get total justice, but at least some justice. Thank you very much. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you and very useful uh, to have you answer our questions. That was Israeli journalist and author Gideon Levy talking to me, Mohammed Eldafani, on five minutes to midnight about the implications of the latest Israeli election and the prospects of a just solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict.